Welcome to the Healthy Celiac Podcast. I'm your host, Belinda from belindawheelan.com, and here you will learn to live your very best life with celiac disease. Now, we are going to be talking all about health-related topics because you, my friend, are more than just a woman with celiac disease. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode. So this week I am responding to a message that I received via Instagram and it was from Andrea and she messaged me asking if I could talk about pregnancy and how that relates to celiac disease. So Andrea actually wants to start a family of her own in the coming year and her main concern was she's heard lots of horror stories around women with celiac disease and they fall pregnant and they get glutened and then they have a miscarriage. So she wanted me to talk about that and share some tips with you and and basically shed some light on this subject. And so I figured there must be many other women in our community that also needs to hear this message today. All right, so let's dive into it. Now, I am a mother of three children. So if you've listened to any of my other episodes where I talk about my kids, I have a teenager, I have a five-year-old, and I have a three-year-old. So my teenager was... um she was born and I didn't have celiac disease and my doctors believe that having her, well, not I shouldn't say having her, but pregnancy triggered the gene for me and that's what turned on the celiac disease for me. So it was after I had her that I discovered that I had celiac disease. So my second and third child were born with absolutely no complications, um, having lived with celiac disease. So we're going to talk about some of these myths and some of these things that you might have heard that you may have concerns about and and talk about some of the best ways that you can have success in falling pregnant and keeping a healthy baby. All right, so let's dive in. Now, as we know, a gluten-free diet is the only treatment for celiac disease. So if you are on a gluten-free diet and you're doing absolutely everything that you possibly can to stay healthy and to make sure that you're not accidentally getting glutened and you're not letting cross-contamination get into you and you know you're on this journey and you feel like now is the time to start falling pre- trying to fall pregnant then let's talk about how we can be at our very best so my top tips for any woman trying to fall pregnant is to focus on your health in the lead up to getting pregnant. Don't wait until you've just fallen pregnant and start taking, you know, a prenatal supplement and looking after your body and eating well. Do it beforehand. Focus on your health prior. Now, this makes a huge, huge difference to your entire pregnancy as well as giving birth. I am a huge, huge advocate for that. I truly believe that it makes a massive difference to childbirth if you are fit and healthy and also eating well can, you know, sustain your, not only your health, but you're feeding your baby at the same time when you are pregnant. And also if you choose to, um, breastfeed, then you're also giving nutrients to your baby then. So you need to be at your peak condition. Think of this as 
This is your Olympics. This is childbirth Olympics. And it's time for you to be the best athlete that you can be, the best mum, the best that you can possibly be being pregnant and giving birth and looking after your baby afterwards. So I am a huge advocate for supplements. I truly believe that supplements make a massive difference in our health and our life. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, I get it from my food. Well, you, you'd you have to eat a lot of fruit and vegetables to get the amount of nutrients that you need. We need a higher amount of nutrients when we are pregnant. Okay, so a prenatal is super important because it has these key ingredients, which are zinc, selenium, and folic acid. And they are very important when you are pregnant. Okay, so I highly recommend that you get the best prenatal that you can possibly afford. Don't get just some cheap, crappy thing that's probably not even got as much goodness in it as a good multivitamin. Get the best one that you can afford because it can make a big difference. Now, you also need to be making sure that you are consuming enough calcium, iron, fiber, um, vitamin D, and also magnesium. So make sure that you've got all of those in a really high quality supplement and make sure that you're consuming, well, not the fiber. The fiber is something that you need to focus on in your diet. But for those other um, ones, you definitely need to make sure that you're getting a good amount of those into your body. So very, very important to be focusing on those. The next one is to eat well. And when when I say eat well, Eat as much healthy food as you possibly can handle because it will make a big difference to your body and your baby. Now, we could go on about this for an entire episode because that's just what I love to talk about, eating well and focusing on your health and, yeah, all the good stuff. But eating well for you may be very different to what the next person classes as eating well. So I'm not going to give you specifics of what you should eat because it varies from person to person. It varies from culture to culture, country to country. It depends on you and your lifestyle. So you may have things that you know you eat and they're not the best for you. So um, focus on crowding out. I've talked about this in another episode and you can have a look on my website where I've got a blog post on crowding out. And it's basically where you introduce something that is better than that not so great um, choice. So let's say, for example, you sit down to a big bowl of, I don't know, potato chips or crisps, whatever you want to call them. Not exactly any nutrition in them. Yes, they can be delicious, but you know, you might want to change that up for something a bit healthier. Some some mixed nuts and seeds and maybe a bit of natural yogurt or something like that. I don't know. It's different for all of us. So Pick something that you think you could replace. You might be drinking five cups of coffee a day and you might need to lower that amount down because that's a lot of caffeine and you know that and you feel guilty every time you do it, but it can be as simple as replacing one of those coffees with a green tea and doing that for a week. And then the next week, focusing on replacing two of those coffees with a green tea and continue on and on until you've dropped your coffee intake. All right. Exercising. I truly, truly believe that the fitter you are, the better you will be able to handle being pregnant, the better you will be at 
going into labor and giving birth because it is so much easier when you are fit and healthy. My first two children, I was very fit and healthy. My third, I had a two-year-old when I had my third child when I gave birth and I probably wasn't as fit and healthy as I had been with my first two because I hadn't been focusing on myself as much um, because I wasn't getting as much sleep being pregnant and looking after a two-year-old and I, yeah, I was a bit sleep deprived. I wasn't as fit. I was still not eating the best that I could be and I did notice that my postpartum recovery was nowhere near as good as my first two children. So I know for a fact that it makes a huge difference when you are fit and healthy and and looking after your body in the best way that you possibly can. So exercising for you could be something very gentle. It could be just going for a daily walk. It could be doing some gentle stretches, just whatever works for you. So this is something that I have touched on quite a bit in other episodes, but obviously when you're pregnant, it depends on you and you need to talk with your doctor about what your doctor thinks is okay for you because we all have different um, other conditions and things that we need to make sure that we're discussing with our healthcare provider. All right, and the last one is lowering stress. And I can't stress this enough. So stress plays a huge factor on whether you can fall pregnant or not. If your body is in fight or flight mode all the time, your body is in not in the peak condition to fall pregnant and have a baby. So stress is huge and this does not get talked about enough. I had a client years ago who happens to be one of my very, very good friends And she came to me because she wanted to fall pregnant and she was struggling really badly to fall pregnant. She was getting bogged down. She was so upset about the situation. She thought she was going to have to go down the IVF route. She was just, she was just lost. She didn't know what to do. And when we started coaching, so I did um, a six month coaching program with my friend and immediately, I knew what her problem was. I could see what was going on for her. She was so highly stressed that her body was not ready for her to fall pregnant. Her body kept saying, no, this is not the right time for you. (laughs) Funnily enough. So she was very, very busy with work. She was very, very busy supporting her family business. She was very busy socializing and going out and drinking a lot and I I basically had to sit her down and say, you need to start saying no. You need to say no to going to your friends' houses on weeknights and sitting down and drinking until 11 o'clock and then having to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. You have to say no to going away with work all the time. You need to rest. You need to nurture your body. You need to make sure that you are putting your body in peak condition for falling pregnant. Before we had even finished our six-month coaching, she was pregnant and she's gone on to have two beautiful children since then. And we both put it down to lowering her stress and it was phenomenal. 
to know that I played a part in that. So if I can play a part in you falling pregnant, if that's what you are looking to do, then I am so, so grateful for you listening to this episode. And I truly, truly believe that if it's meant to be, it will be. So please do the best that you can for your body. Now, miscarriage in a woman with celiac disease. This is this is a touchy subject and I I'm very blessed to have not experienced this but I know many women that have but I don't know anyone with celiac disease that has suffered from a miscarriage. And the thing is miscarriage in a woman with celiac disease is no more likely to happen than it is to another woman if they are eating if they are eating gluten-free if they are healthy and they are making sure that they are doing the very best for them, what they need to do living with celiac disease. So you don't need to go into it stressing. You don't need to go into, oh my goodness, what if I fall pregnant, but I've got celiac disease and well, you know, what if this happens and what if that happens? These things happen to the best of us. These things happen because of a number of reasons. It's not because you have celiac disease. If you are eating gluten-free, you're looking after your body, you don't need to stress that celiac disease is going to play a part in you not being able to fall pregnant or you having a miscarriage. There are studies that prove this. I'm not going to rattle off those studies in this episode, but you can find them on the internet. They're there. They're, They're free to read. You can access them if you need further confirmation. But please know that, you know, you are, you are able to do this. Your celiac disease is not going to hold you back. If you have been living with this for a while now, if you've just found out that you've got celiac disease and you want to have a baby now, I think it would probably be best to get your body in peak condition before you even think about that. And I think if you went and spoke to your doctor or your primary caregiver or your healthcare provider, they would say the same thing. They would agree with me. So I hope that helps. I think that's all I need to talk about. I think that's all I can share with you on this subject. If you have a story behind this that you'd like to share with me, I'm very open to you sending me an email. You can send me an email, info at belindawhelan.com, or my DMs are always open on Instagram. But otherwise... I hope this inspires you. I really hope that this helps you and and know that, you know, there there has been studies that prove that if you have celiac disease that's not controlled, if you're not looking after yourself, there are studies that show that things like miscarriage and um, preterm labor and low birth weight and stillbirths, things like that, they do happen. But when you eat gluten-free, these risks are no longer heightened. Okay. These, these risks are no, no higher than the next woman. They're no different. Okay. So you've got this. You've got this. I believe in you. And I, I truly believe that you, you take the steps that you need to be healthy and, and comfortable in who you are and feel that you're not so stressed and don't worry and don't focus on the negative, focus on the positive. You know, it will happen. So thank you so much for listening. And like I said, I really hope that this inspires you and and supports you. So thanks again to Andrea for sending through her question. 
I hope I hope you enjoy this episode, Andrea. I made this especially for you and all the other women that need to hear this. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk with you again next week. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, head to BelindaWhelan.com to get yourself a free copy of my exclusive ebook, 11 Mistakes People Make Going Gluten-Free Living with Celiac Disease. 